It's ball talk. It's ball talk, baby. 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 Baby. Ball talk podcast. It is currently Friday, October fifteenth at eight twenty-seven a.m. I'm your host, John Zock, and as always, I'm joined by by my co-host, the best in the business, Chaz Jurgens. Chaz, how are you doing today? You know who it is. It's a, another beautiful morning for a ball talk episode. You know, we like to get these done early morning every once in a while, get a good, real uh, news reporter feel to the show. You know what I'm saying? We got our, our sets, our lights, all that. It seems like we're it's a real, uh, real studio environment over here at Ball Talk. Yeah, and I mean, look how big my forehead is. I look like any guy on all those uh, Don Lemon, whatever they are, whatever they are on like the CNNs and the MSNBCs and the Foxes, whatever, all those early morning guys with their big ass foreheads. There we um, go. I'm hoping this one doesn't make it to the video. I don't know why my forehead is <laughs> looking so big today. <laughs> um, <laughs> feeling like Peyton Manning out here. Um, hopefully, I can get some good analysis going on, just like Peyton Manning. Mm-hmm. Um, so today's episode is going to be controversial in that we're covering a bunch of controversies. Mm-hmm. Uh, with that said, if we say something that isn't perfectly PC or doesn't sound perfectly PC, uh, I'm going to apologize right now. Obviously, we're not pro-abuse, sexist, homophobic, racist, xenophobic, anti-vax, or any of the other horrible things that will come up during this episode. Um, If we sound like we are, it's just for the purpose of the discussion. Please understand that there's no reason to have a podcast. We're just going to sit here, show up, and say, yeah, what they did was bad. So if something doesn't sound perfectly right when we say it, I'm sorry. Please Mm -hmm. understand that we are not supporting any of this stuff. We're just trying to figure, we're just trying to have a discussion where we can learn something. Yeah, we we may or may not have to to put ourselves in someone else's shoes that we fully do not agree with anything they have to say or believe, but for the purposes of trying to understand even in the slightest where they were coming from, there there may be some points where we d- decide to to speak on something like that. So just do understand that we are do not believe necessarily the things we are saying or that any of it is correct in any type of way, mm-hmm. just that it must be mentioned. And like John said, we're not just going to sit here and say, Hey, this was terrible and move on. Cause then this episode would be done in about 15 seconds. Yeah. And you know, sometimes we like a quick episode, but I think 15 seconds is a little short. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. So the first controversy that we're going to have to jump on is the one that's actually controversial. The other ones are more just like diva stuff. This mm-hmm. is so, John Gruden resigned from the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, and it's not because he lost two football games in a row. It's because of all these disgusting and horrible emails that were leaked to the New York Times. There were a lot of emails. Uh, and the NFL mm. had access to all these because of their investigation to the Washington football team. And a lot of them had language that was not okay whatsoever. Um, a lot of sexism, uh, racism homophobia uh it, yeah um there was a lot of one bad point, stuff at one point there was I, I i believe that it was literally sexual trafficking that was done i, I i'm i'm going to speak on this one because i don't see it being brought up as much as it should be mm-hmm. when like quite frankly like this is illegal and people, I'm pretty sh- I'm yeah, people should wind up in jail or at least, like, in court over this. I don't know what the actual charge is, what the actual, like, precedent for a charge is for this. But 
it's sounds like the someone involved with the Washington football team, either ownership or a coach or a manager, some someone higher up, forced all of the cheerleaders to pose topless for a photo shoot and then spread the photos around, including sending them to John Gruden, John Gruden sending them around. Um, yeah, that's not okay. Yeah, I'm pretty very sure it's literally quite literally sexual trafficking. I can Google what that sentence usually is in America. I don't know off the top of my head, but yeah, like there, these that 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 was like a crazy amount of stuff that was said that's not okay, and the sexual trafficking is really like that 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 topless photo thing really is just the thing that I don't think people are talking about enough. Mm-hmm. I saw on Schefter's Twitter, people were, were uh, what was it? Derek Carr said um, regarding John Gruden, love the man, hate the sin. Yeah. And then Derek Carr's an idiot. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I don't imagine Derek Carr understands the full scope. I don't, uh, you know what I mean? Like if you're a football player, I feel like you've got bigger things to fry. You're like, my, my coach is gone. You're, you're worried. Though a lot of people in the, in the comments were calling for the Raiders to, to sit out of their next game because they want Gruden back or whatever. Um, I, I feel like people are completely ignoring this. It's not just words. He's not just, this isn't some snowflake cancel culture thing. This is like Mm. legitimately illegal and not okay. And very much crosses every line, like any, any line that you want to set the, that, that topless, the forcing, forcing women into taking topless photos and then spreading it around distribution the line so many times like they just Mm -hmm. like i no i'm not i'm not gonna pretend that this is some like snowflake cancel culture thing this is legitimately a real issue like yeah no there's there's a lot of things that john gruden has has clearly done very very wrong that were exposed in these emails and a lot of it to me was also the fact that this was across like seven or eight years worth of information that they were going through some of which while he was an NFL head coach, some of which while he was literally the voice of the NFL on ESPN and for him to have been in such a prominent position for so long, not only as a coach, but as an analyst or as someone who just covers the game and all this information to come out and people to still be on his side and side with him over that after hearing the things that he said about different groups of individuals is it's just, outrageous to be honest and it seems just blasphemous from the Raiders organization like I have no clue why anyone is really siding with this man at this point given what he has said and what has gone on because there's just no need especially when the team doesn't look that good as when he's coaching exclusively when he comes down to football he was stuck in the past anyway clearly very stuck in the past when it comes to his thinking and his (laughs) views on the world so uh, I think this is a very good good thing that he is finally gone. Seems like he'll be gone from the NFL for a very long time. And look, there's there are so many things that he has done wrong with these emails. And I just uh, I hope the NFL eventually turns this investigation over to the FBI or someone who could treat this with the seriousness that it deserves. Because the John Gruden should face at least court sentences and appearances for the things that he has done in these emails because he is offended and affected hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people with his words. And then, like you mentioned, like sharing images of topless women without their consent is an extremely terrible thing to do. And there's absolutely no reason why he should be allowed to just 
oh well you know they're cheerleaders it's no dude they're individual human beings who had no idea what was going on and did not decide that this is what they wanted to do and for john gruden to decide that he is just gonna oh yeah take these pictures send them to everyone because i think it's funny is uh, outrageous and i'm thrilled that 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 it was gruden that took the pictures sorry i just want to put that out there yeah no i i understand that yeah but i'm thrilled that he's gone i think it's great for the raiders organization i guess that there is some i wasn't part of the his first dynasty or whatever he had with the raiders so i didn't have this uh, attachment to him i thought he was a terrible coach anyway (laughs) and i'm happy to just see him out of there i hope rich can do a fantastic job as the new hc yeah just i don't know absolute absolute madness there with this Raider, this raiders thing and these emails leaking and a lot of people have been speculating about why these emails were leaked mm. and i wasn't sure if it was worth talking about but then uh i was so and silvio from 60 minutes was uh is one of my teachers in school shout out to mm. the shout out professor silvio you the bomb and she started talking about it in class, and I was like, oh, we could totally talk about this now. Awesome. <laughs> so I decided this isn't too too conspiracy theory. We're going to talk about why is was were these emails leaked. Um, they didn't come from Schefter, Rappaport, Pelissero, any, any of the usual NFL leakers. Mm-hmm. These emails came from the New York Times. Yeah. That means this move, this, what that reads to me is that this was a decided move by the NFL or whomever to leak these emails. And that it probably comes from one of the most high ups mm-hmm. because anyone that's a lower level would just go to Schefter, but yeah. they went to a higher up. Why? Yeah. I mean, there's a, a good amount of things said about Roger Goodell in those emails too. So would it be beyond the scope of imagination to think that Roger, one of, he could have said one of his lackeys to go send these to the New York times. But I, I do think, I do understand that when this comes from a reputable news organization, such as the New York times, there's even more cause for like, why are we still backing this guy? It's not like this is some random E news that's leaking emails that might not even potentially be reality. Like this is very clearly what happened brought to you from one of the most longstanding news sources in the United States. It's just, uh, I, I don't understand how anyone really has any support for this man anymore. No, it's complete, complete madness. The The thing that, the thing that worries me is just why were these emails leaked? Mm. That's what I don't, that's, that's the thing that I don't get. There was nothing, there was no clues given in the New York Times for why it leaked. There's been no identification of the leaker. We're just speculating that someone who's a higher up. Yeah. And like, it makes sense, but speculation is speculation. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that it isn't just because he insulted that he I'm hoping that it isn't just because he insulted Goodell. Maybe we'll know more as more as uh, the investigation to the into the football team finishes up and the findings are released. But I, I for now it does just for now it does look bad for Gruden. I mean for for Goodell. For now it looks like Goodell leaked these emails because Gruden called him a pussy. Yeah. Uh, football hating pussy. Sorry, mm-hmm. um, which was awesome. I mean, it's it, it's awesome. I'm pretty sure that was the first email that leaked. Was him calling Goodell? No, it was that and him calling um, 
It was Demory Smith too. Yeah, the was, those those were like the first ones. Demory Smith, he, he called the head of the NFLPA rubber lipped, I believe. Yeah, and you know, Gruden then said, "That's just what I call liars." Like, I'm sorry if that's racial. Which I, I'm not gonna dive into the maybe he's telling the truth. I don't I don't particularly yeah. care. He's shown what? that he's not he's shown that he's not a man of a high character in that regard. So yeah, whether it's true or not, maybe just come up with a different phrase. Yeah, learn, learn a new one. Like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, like how, he lost the benefit of the doubt when what was it he told? Who was he when he? He's talked about Michael Sam and only what was it? What was the what was the quote you read it to me the other day? It was stop drafting queers or something like that. Yeah. Whoa. Like <laughs> Yeah. You have the first openly gay football player on your team. Whoa. Yeah. Outrageous. Speaking of that, Carl Nassib last I heard is taking a leave of absence. I don't know when he's gonna be back. Um, Take as much time as you need. Yeah. Request a, request a trade. Like how would it even be mad? You've you've earned you've you've earned as much paid time off as you want, big dog. Yeah. Take a few weeks. You 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 earned it. You're good. For sure. You're good. You got you got your strip sack to win game to win the first game of the season, and then mm. your coach and your coach talked about the only the only uh openly gay player to be drafted as a queer. Like yeah, you could take some time off, man. You've you've mm-hmm. got it's. I don't imagine it's great being you right now. Take some time. Um, I don't imagine you need to meet your circus. Yeah, I can't imagine the swirl of, of questions and microphones in his face every day. I do not like, I'm here to play Twitter. football. <laughs> I do not want to be his Twitter. I do not want to be his Instagram. Oh, my goodness. It must just be horrible for him. Absolutely horrible. And then you got to think about the idiots that don't understand what's going on that are hating yeah. him because that are hating on him, blaming him for for uh, for Gruden's firing, I bet. Mm-hmm. It's it's horrible. I'm not excited. I am not excited to hear what Carl Nassib has been going through when he comes back and talks about it. Not because I don't not because I don't not because I'm not excited to hear it because I don't like hearing that humanity is that bad and I really have some low expectations for how bad it's gonna get. I really yeah. think he's gonna have some horrible things to say. And especially I'm, I'm in that, not excited the, for that. I'm really, really not excited for that. Especially in that the Southern United States, Las Vegas area. I can't imagine the much of the local surrounding coverage will necessarily be uh, all anti-Gruden as this is. So yeah. I definitely think Carl is going to be getting way more abuse than he ever deserved, especially just for this outrageous. I'm, and uh, I hope he takes people, as much time as he wants. I'm just hoping people realize that it's not his. That he's not. He wasn't involved. People realize that he was talking about Michael Sam, because otherwise, otherwise. Yeah. I hope that people realize he was talking about that Gruden was talking about Michael Sam or don't make the connection to Carl Nassib. Yeah. Because that this man does not deserve this man is already doing huge things for the game, being the first openly gay football player. Mm-hmm. And like look, I'm okay. I'm not one of those people who's like, oh my god, he's the first person to do this. It's so impressive. No, no, no. But he is actively playing as the first openly gay football player, made a roster all in his own volition played made the made the like actual game day roster earned the yeah. minutes this isn't this isn't like him this being this isn't him using his 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 sexuality to get into the league this is him mm-hmm. being really good at football and just so happening to be gay which is yeah. awesome it is it is awesome and it's the best way that we could have had the first openly gay football player 
And if anyone hasn't seen his uh, announcement video, do do yourself a favor and go to his Instagram and watch it because it is it tells you a lot about who he is as an individual. Like he's mm-hmm. uh, on John's point. He doesn't really flaunt the fact that like, oh, yeah, I'm gay and a football player. Make mm-hmm. sure I make the league. It's more like just wanted to let everybody know because I guess I have to. Mm-hmm. This is who I am. Mm-hmm. And thank you very much. But I'm going to continue to play football now. Yeah, and, and and that isn't to like say that isn't to say that if he, mm-hmm. I'm trying, I'm not trying to be like, oh my god, like you know, g- gay people abusing their gay status to get into the NFL because quite frankly that hasn't happened. Yeah, no. Like, I mean, I guess Gruden implied that with Michael Sam, but guess what? It was like the last pick of the seventh round. You know how much I care? Yeah. Do you know? Do you know how little I care? I I don't like. Mm-hmm. Once you're taking seventh round picks, like take the flyer on the guy. He was the conference defensive player of the year. If I remember right, like, come on. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I, uh, what, one thing that I also want to talk about to pivot back yeah. to these emails is I'm wondering why, Gruden, you know what? Um, oh, I can't, oh my God. I can't remember the name of the guy who said it, I think it was Walter Lippmann. It might not be. And professor Silvio was going to kill me for not being able to remember, but uh, <laughs> he had a saying that was, don't put anything in email that you don't want on the front page of the New York times. Someone yeah. should have told that to John Gruden because his emails are on the front page of the New York times. Why did you say these things in writing? Mm-hmm. Like I get, I, I, I see like when, when I hear like, Oh, like them, you know, when I hear old boys clubs, think people saying old boys club things out loud, it's like, that's horrible, but no one's going to check you for talking. Like yeah, the no chance one's... that you're getting recorded is so low. Why are you in enough of an idiot to put it in writing? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, it just means that it just means that it, like the stuff that he must say out loud. Yeah. Like behind just, closed doors, behind like, closed doors where there's no work. I'm, I would not want to know. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's probably, it probably puts all this to shame if we're going to be honest. Yeah. Um, another thing I saw someone say that the reality is that half of the coaches, of the NFL can be fired at any point because every email with the football team belongs to the NFL and can be leaked. And if they said anything that's wrong, they'll get fired. And that's been a take that's been going around. And I just want to say, I think that's almost ridiculous. Yeah. How many more people do you figure are writing emails with language as horrible as John Gruden's was that describe or, or just that the just the, the, the cheerleaders thing? Like mm-hmm. how many people do you think are writing emails that are that bad? I don't want to sit here and say, oh, if he only said X or Y or Z, he wouldn't be fired. And, you know, how many coaches are going to say that many things? Because let's be honest, there is a line yeah. when, when it was just the when he it was just the rubber lipped thing. It didn't look like he was gonna get fired. Mm-hmm. It, it looked like he was able to skate through that. Like I don't, I don't want to push and fi- try to figure out where the line is, because you know, just not a great discussion to have. No, um, no, very horrible. Not worth it. Very horrible, and I don't, I don't want that recorded. No. I don't want that because that that's one where you could chop it up and get any get a, both of us in a lot of trouble. So we don't need that. We're not gonna discuss that. And also, like, quite frankly, we're not society. We don't know. We don't know what the mm-hmm. society decides the line is. Yeah. But of the 32 NFL head coaches, I would, I'm going to be honest. I would not be shocked to hear that he's the only, that the only one who crossed that line and has emailed the football team is John Gruden. There's mm-hmm. a, that, that is complete. That is the thing that is completely possible. 
that these emails were leaked yes. because John Gruden is the only person in the and the only head coach. Because I imagine that only the head coach is emailing the Washington football team in a way that would wind up written like that, that would wind up tracked. I don't imagine the assistant equipment manager mm -hmm. is writing like that, is writing to the Washington football team and having his email subpoenaed or whatever. I imagine John Gruden is the only mm -hmm. one of the, it's totally possible that John Gruden is the only one of the current 32 NFL head coaches that has crossed the line. And I really hope that that's why yeah. these emails were leaked. That they that he is the only one, and they were like, "This is not okay. We've got we've got an up we've got a mm -hmm. we've got a league with an image problem. We're trying to fix it. We this is not okay. Let's just let's just get it canned." They went to Mark Davis. Mark Davis is like, "I'm not firing him. You're gonna have to leak it." <laughs> and then they leaked it, and I, that's kind of what I'm hoping is the story. Yeah, and I think it's entirely possible. No, and I think it's honestly. Any of the other NFL head coaches, even after what some of them have been through, and like Urban Meyer just last week was in some very troubling situations. But for people to to get on the air or get on shows and make the accusations that like, oh yeah, well, like half the coaches in the league, if you exposed all their emails, would get fired. I'm like, if you really think that half the head coaches in the NFL are this terrible of human beings then I don't really know why we support this league at this point. Because if these are the leaders of the players and they are going to do this on a consistent basis, then I would rev honestly revoke my fandom of a good chunk of this league. And it would be a serious issue because these are things that shouldn't be allowed for literally one human being to think ever. And if you do, please educate yourself and change your opinions because they're wrong. Yeah. And the fact that John Gruden got his email leaked should mean that he was at least the worst, if not the only I one. I and I think that other people should really, you definitely be careful about who you, you point fingers at and throw, throw stones at in these type of situations. Cause a lot of people can be very hurt and very affected by this as NFL head coaches. Like they have family members and friends and, people that they love that could that are probably very hurt by these emails and all of the language that John Gruden used and to just come out and say like, oh, well, if we leaked all their emails, they'd be fired too, can be very hurtful to people. So that's something I think people really need to check. And I, I do agree. I hope that it's mostly John Gruden, but with the volume of emails they have, especially the fact that it's surrounding the football team, like there will be other stones to fall from this, but I don't necessarily think it's going to be 15 other head coaches there might be a couple presidents and a few general managers yeah let's talk about this the washington let's talk about the washington football team and we'll come back to the the league's um issue mm -hmm. with uh appearances in yeah. a little bit this is an investigation into the washington football football team isn't mm -hmm. it weird that the only emails that have leaked the only email that leaked that was actually about the football team is that they essentially sex, sexually trafficked their cheerleaders like, like mm -hmm. that's super illegal, and yes. uh, it doesn't help that the team's also being accused of stealing their cheerleaders' passports and telling them to entertain rich guests at some event while the team was overseas. I, uh, I'm hoping that some people are talking about this, but it should be a lot bigger. Mm -hmm. It should be a lot bigger with the other with the other accusation I mentioned. Like this should be huge. I don't yeah. get how this isn't everywhere. Pro Football Focus is trying. I think they have a petition going on right now. To try to get the NFL to release all 650,000 emails, which, you know what I'm going to say? I'm on board. 
Mm-hmm. I'm on board. If you're going to leak, if the fact that this was a New York Times story, yeah, and the fact that there was some emails that made Schefter look bad, because okay, one thing there was a couple of emails where Schefter was checking with people that his stories were good enough for them, and a bunch of journalists got really mad about it. And you know what, journalists, get stop being babies. You're not Adam Schefter for a reason. You're not Adam <laughs> Schefter for a reason. Adam Schefter has to operate differently because of the way his job is. So you know what, it sucks. Oh no, he's journalistic integrity. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. Wouldn't you become the number one source of quick information for the NFL or any major sports league? Then you can decide if you don't want to consult with general managers and presidents before leaking information because you probably will want to. Exactly. And so one thing with that is that it means it, it just rules out any chance that, oh, maybe it was Schefter that got this and wanted it to get even bigger and the New York Times would be a better mode. No, no, this was clearly not not someone who had love this was clearly not someone who was who had a relationship with leaking stuff. Mm-hmm. That being said, I, for the for the six thousand five hundred what whatever emails, mm-hmm. absolutely go ahead and leak it and uh, let everyone see all the information. I don't I, see anything wrong with that. I think there. I think I think that it's wrong not to because it's mm-hmm. clear that someone in the NFL, because everyone in the NFL is leaking stuff except for who Roger Goodell. And the people yeah. around him. Mm-hmm. Everyone is leaking stuff except for those people. This this came from the top. Yeah. The only people who had access to these emails were the Washington football team and the guys at the top. It if you're gonna start leaking emails willy nilly to get one guy fired, leak all of them. Let them all go. Mm-hmm. Everything should be should be should be out in the public. And I'm it, really hoping. I, it, mm-hmm. If this is what Gruden said. What's in the rest of these emails? Yeah. It doesn't seem good. I'm mm-hmm. gonna, I'm look, I'm hoping there's going to be a serious hammer thrown at the football team for this or that there's some exonerating evidence that is that is out. I would not I would not personally be okay with with there not be with not all the emails being released and the football team being let off the hook. Mm-hmm. I expect serious I expect either all the emails to be released and someone, someone who's got a lot more time than me to go through all 600,000. Yeah. Or maybe I'll see if I can get a team together here. And we'll each go through 100,000. Yeah. Jesus. But look, someone's going to go through it all. Mm-hmm. I I hope oh. that there is that those emails are released. I would not accept that the Washington football team is not receiving any trouble. Dan mm-hmm. Snyder is not receiving any trouble unless I see personal – unless – Someone goes through every email and I know that I can personally go through every single email that I can open up the worst ones, the best ones, the, the ones where, where you're just te- where Snyder's just emailing like his son and ending it with, I love you the same way I message, I email my dad, you know, <laughs> like I, I want to yeah. get all of those. I, I want to, mm-hmm. I want to see every single email. Yeah. And to your point about leaking all the emails, I do think that it's one of the factors is the fact that there are so many. Like, why wouldn't you just release them? Because literally, who has the time? Like, what organization is going to have the time to go through that many? It's going to take, no matter who decides to do it, I want it, like, minimum a week. We're talking about a hun- almost 100,000 emails a day for an entire week to be able to get through those. 
And that is an absurd amount of information to, to comb through. So for I, I that reason, I guarantee you the athletic will have all of their reporters do it. <laughs> They're so like, awesome there. <laughs> and so I think that that's going to be a, could hopefully if they do get released, will help the rest of the general public get a sense of the real calamity and the, the scale of this type of information being spread around the NFL, who else is to blame or at fault here and, who else is kind of just getting caught in the crossfires, but there's, there's a lot of things wrong with what's going on and not even just the John Gruden section of all this. So mm. if we can, can see the rest of it so that other people can get what's right for them and, and be held accountable, that, mm. that will be, I think will help the NFL move on and move forward from this. Cause mm. in the middle of football season, this is an immense distraction, obviously for the Raiders and every team in the middle of Monday night football. Yeah. <laughs> texted John and I was like, well, J- Gruden just got fired. I was like, isn't there a football game on? <laughs> I was like, I was like, aren't the Ravens having another exciting game because the Ravens are always the most fun team to watch in the NFL? Sorry, Raiders, yeah. you're not in anymore. You don't have a coach. Um, <laughs> Lamar Showtime Jackson. It, it's insanity. Absolute insanity. And I'd just mm-hmm. like to know what else Gruden said. Yeah. Honestly, just at the very least, I'd like to see every one of Gruden's emails, every single one that has Gruden CC'd, BCC'd, to Gruden, mm. from Gruden. I'd like to see them all. I'd like to know what else he was saying. I'd like to see the average emails just going on between them. Mm. Um, okay, I want to pivot a little bit. Yeah. Slight pivot. Um, still on the the Gruden thing. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers removed John Gruden from their ring of honor. And I'm just going to... They're catching flack for still having Antonio Brown on roster because of his shady past. Um, I don't believe he's been found guilty of anything. I haven't checked. Um, or I'm not, I can't remember off the top of my head. I supposed to have it up. I do not have it up right now. I'll get it in a second. Mm. Um, I, uh, I'm going to call that out. This is virtue signaling gone wrong. Your a ring of honor is such an unknown thing. Yeah. No one cares. Like no one cares who is and isn't in your ring of honor. This isn't mm. like it's a retired Jersey. This isn't like. Something that, oh man, you walk right into the, like, it's, it's not a statue. Yeah. It's a mm-hmm. ring of honor. There might yeah. be a picture of him somewhere. I'm not going to say like, you shouldn't remove Gruden. I'm not going to say you should remove Gruden. I, I, I'm pretty sure that you should have removed Gruden. Um, obviously mm-hmm. I'm not, I, I, I'm not someone who makes the decisions on those things. I'm happy. I'm not one of those because I know how much Gruden meant to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I don't want to discuss whether or not they should have removed him. But how about this? Removing him and releasing a statement was a mistake because no one cares about your ring of honor. No yeah. one. Not one soul on this planet of Earth wakes up every morning and, you know, oh, yeah, I'm going to go walk through the Tampa Bay Buccaneers ring of honor. Man, I love knowing all these great people that were in it. I remember them all. It's not like it's a retired jersey and you walk into the field like in an in the NBA and you look up and you see, wow. You know, Bill Russell, wow, Wilt Chamberlain, Kobe mm-hmm. Bryant, George Mikan, uh, all these legends. No one cares about your ring of honor. Just yeah. remove him and don't say anything. Just shut up. You don't mm-hmm. need to talk. You don't need to announce every time you do something. In like yeah. three or 30 years when someone finally notices, because I'm telling you, no one's going to notice. Remember mm-hmm. when the Dallas Mavericks just stopped playing the 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 uh, U.S. anthem before fo- before their games? No one notices until you say something. Mm-hmm. Just be like, "Yeah, we removed it after the controversy in 2021." 
2024, no one's going to care. Yep. No one's going to care. And, look, I... I don't see any way that he, that Gruden could be exonerated, that Gruden could 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 undo no. the damage that he caused. But if he did, you at least could put him back. I don't know mm-hmm. that there is a way that he could. I can't think of one, but no. you could. And back to Antonio Brown, like the Bucks are getting so much trouble for having him on roster now. It's like it's just such a mess. Mm-hmm. Why did you really like if they just had shut up and not released a statement? There'd be no controversy for them. They would have gone yeah. by scat free. No one was gonna go and be like, "Oh yeah, the Bucks should remove him from their Ring of Honor," because no one knows that he's in their Ring of Honor. Yeah, it would have been like what taking a, probably a couple pictures would take him out of there, put the pictures back up, maybe maybe white out a couple names over the stadium here or there, where, <laughs> wherever it's written down. Like, it wouldn't have been that much work to just take it out, and like you said, no one would have noticed. And uh, especially for the bucket, like. Tampa Bay Buccaneers have always sucked, except that one Super Bowl that Gruden won them, and that was after Tony Dungy had built a team for five years. And now they have Tom Brady, and everyone will always remember the Buccaneers as the team that Tom Brady went to after the Patriots. And you could have just let that happen. Like, Mm -hmm. you literally had no need to ever come out and say anything about Gruden people pretty much probably forgot that he was ever associated with your franchise at this point. So to come out and release a statement, honestly, probably put yourselves in a way worse situation than you ever needed to be in. Mm-hmm. Cause you just take him out of there, put Tom Brady's picture and no one would literally have ever noticed. Yeah. And just like, it's not like you don't know Antonio Brown's on your team and you don't know all the controversy that surrounds him. Yeah. At you all could have waited for the off season. You even could have, you even could have taken the photos away and said, we're waiting for the offseason. We're going to figure this out in the offseason. There's there's uh, tons of ways that you could have handled this, and I don't – this was just not the right one. Mm-hmm. You, even, you Really, you could have just been like, we're taking the photos away. We're going to have a discussion in the offseason for now. What he's done is horrific, and we, we're going to deal with this at, in a proper time when the football season is done and we can give it the proper focus it deserves. Boom. See, I nailed it. Hire me for a PR role. I'd kill it. Mm-hmm. I also just want to say the thing that people are, I don't want to say forgetting, but neglecting is just that how many players in the NFL have passed that range from not good to absolutely horrific. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, look, the NFL has shown that they cannot function as a court, a deflate gate, a million other controversies, cough, cough. I don't think the NFL should have the ability to sign on suspensions or stuff like that for players when they break the law. That should be up to the court of laws that have to actually, you know, show precedence, investigation, investigate, or, or run professionally, follow the laws, all, yeah. all, all this stuff. But so, so, so that's why for me, the Antonio Brown thing, I'm like, look, like let let the courts of law do their thing. Mm-hmm. The only power the league should have to decide is whether, based on a guilty verdict, if a player is unfit to compete in the NFL or not. I think it was Zeke that got suspended for, if I remember, sexual harassment, but was found not guilty, or he mm. wasn't charged. I, I, I don't believe in the NFL to to function as a court too. Mm-hmm. Leave that to the you know the courts of law. Yeah, but it, I, and I wouldn't mind if if we, I would not mind if we as a fandom got together and said, all right, who who in the NFL has beat their wife? Who in the NFL has 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 you know said horrible horrible things? Mm-hmm. Uh, who in the NFL has committed atrocities? Armed robbery. Should, yeah. 
Maybe we shouldn't have them on the league. Maybe we shouldn't mm-hmm. have them on the league in the league just because they can run and catch a football or throw a football. I, it's it's messy, and I don't think people are ready to do it. I am. I'm I'm <laughs> I'm on board for the if you're found guilty of a horrific crime that you should not be able to play in this football league. Yeah. Until that's the standard, then let's not act like only the Buccaneers should be held to it because they're removing John Gruden from their ring of honor. Mm-hmm. There is a lot of people in the history of the NFL and currently in the NFL who have definitely can be found guilty on multiple criminal counts of different things and shouldn't be held accountable for their actions. So there's, there's a lot of things that have to happen in the NFL for it to go right. But with this Gruden situation, it's just football team, everyone let's get the emails out let's let's try to start weeding out some more of the people that make the league worse than it needs to be because this is you, you got to for for what it is i do love football and it is a fantastic sport and i i enjoy watching the nfl but the more the more and more that stuff comes out about this and that the people who are in charge are terrible human beings the less and less i want to support this league anymore mm-hmm well said, Chaz. Well said. All right. I think we need to move on. Um, mm-hmm. I think we need to move on. Yeah. We don't have a lot of time. Uh, I want, we're going to pivot to the NBA. And the NBA controversies are just so much more fun. Like, we just have to get so serious. Yeah. Let's just take a second and, like, ah, oh, it's a beautiful day. The sun's coming out. The NBA controversies um, are so much nicer than the NFLs. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, they're not great, but it's like, oh, no one's doing horrific acts. No one's committing actual crimes. Oh, this is nice. Mm. Breach of contract. Oh, I'll take that. I'll take a breach of contract today. <laughs> so Ben Simmons, after weeks of holding out, finally showed up to Philly in the middle of a preseason game. Like my dad coming back with the milk he went out to buy 10 years ago. A joke. Um, somehow him coming back has created another controversy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> From what I understand, the COVID protocols essentially, y- you need one negative test to rejoin the team from absence if you're vaccinated. But you need two if you're not vaccinated. Ben Summers reportedly had to take that second test to rejoin the team. Mm. Now, that could just be the timing. And because he showed up late at night, he had to take another text, test the next morning. I'm not f- complete. I have not combed through the league's vaccination stuff. I am, you know, I was, I, I, I've been more focusing on the vaccine, on the actual parts of the CBA that involve, you know, playing basketball. I leave the yeah. COVID stuff up to the COVID people to the people mm-hmm. whose job it is to do that. I don't imagine I'll have a job that matter that where COVID principles will, I don't imagine I'll have a job with the NBA when COVID principles still matter. Yeah. So look, I, I can't, I'm not thousand percent. I'm not sitting there saying, Oh, this has to be that he's not vaccinated, but mm-hmm. it's just the perfect wrinkle for this absolute mess of a situation. Yeah. Right. When a Kyrie to Ben swap looked more than possible. Boom. Ben can't play in New York. Yeah. I mean, uh, obviously we don't know the, the Ben's vaccination status, so we can't come out here and say whether he is or isn't, but it does point to the fact that, Hey, maybe there's a little bit more going on to this than we knew in the first place. And, uh, although he did, he has been adamant. He wanted to be traded to California and it seems like that would be a rather odd thing to do given that California has the same rules for New York as when it comes to stadiums and, uh, you would need to be vaccinated to play, but yeah. This does uh, add another another layer to the Ben Simmons situation that uh, adds even more controversy, although it does seem, at least from what I've heard, more and more like he might actually suit up for the 76ers this year. 
that's I mean, I guess he has to at this point. He showed up. They they started cuz so so basically Ben Simmons contract structure is set up that he gets paid in two he gets two 8.2 million dollar lump sum payments. The first is I think July 1st and the second is October 1st mm. as in 2 weeks ago. Yeah. And the NB the 76ers heard that he was going to hold out and rightfully were able to withhold his payment as it is a breach of contract, put that in escrow account. You can mm-hmm. read all about that in the CBA. I am not going to dive into all that madness. And by holding it in an escrow account, essentially they it's Ben Simmons money. They can't spend it, but they have control over it. He can't receive the money. So they've just been taking his game checks out of that. All his fines, they're just taking it out of the escrow system instead of you know trying to hunt him down for that money mm-hmm. which is an interesting wrinkle because it's an interesting wrinkle for a lot of weird con- contract reasons i'm not going to dive into it we don't have enough time but yeah yeah so ben simmons hasn't been getting paid he's back now seems like he's shown up even though he was like oh yeah house is empty i never want to go back da, 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 da. Can, can i just say what we learned mm. don't hold out yeah don't hold it doesn't work Mm-hmm. It doesn't, this isn't the NFL. No. Just show up, phone it in, fake an injury, get a cosmetic surgery like Kyrie threatened to do. You know, oh, I've got a loose body in my, in my quad, in my knee or something. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, holding out doesn't work. No. Ben Simmons wallet took a major hit. If you just showed up and not try the seven sixers, wouldn't be able to find him. Like look at what James Harden did. James Harden mm-hmm. showed up. He actually tried for the first game. If I remember game or two, I mean, like a, no, no, no. The first game or two were fine, if I remember right. I, I we, we talked about this right before the trade. We talked about this when we were talking about James Harden's MVP case. I'm like, you can't hand wave away the Rockets tenure. That mm-hmm. first game was actually awesome. And then he started phoning it in. Mm-hmm. Once it was clear that that team was not going to win it, he started phoning it in. Ben Simmons, just show up and phone it in. Yeah. It, it, no. sh- sh- you know, it's, I, I, holding out clearly doesn't work. If you phone it in, you still get paid. The, end, mm-hmm. the team still has the urgency to trade you. Mm-hmm. And I mean, at this point, people are saying if he shows up and phones it in, does it make his trade value even worse? Um, I don't personally think so. I think he, like he goes out there, doesn't play at all, or plays like eight minutes a night. I, I don't think it gets much lower than where it is right now, apparently around the league, given that most people don't seem that enticed by Ben Simmons. I think by him playing, all he could do is either maintain or up his trade value because you'll at least be able to see him on an NBA floor versus in a Zoom call from California. <laughs> and uh, that is going to be better for general managers. They will appreciate that. But yeah, I, overall, it, it just makes more sense to show up and, and just handle your business as a professional. Just look, I want to be traded. I no longer want to be in this organization, but I will continue to work given the contract that I signed and get my paychecks and do everything I need to do to be in my best shape possible for when I move on to my next team. Okay. You just gave me two things that I want to jump on. I'm like, Oh man, I've got so much to do. Okay. Um, I can tie them into one. I don't think it's the best for him to show up and just like play like his contract. I, I think that the mm. best thing he can do is show up and say, Oh, I've got knee tendonitis or, or hamstring tightness. It, it's not strained. It's just tight. It's just mm. something like that. I just, or completely phoning it in mm-hmm. because it forces Philly to make a move. It forces Philly to make a move. They don't want him to sit out the entire season. They don't have the depth to get away with that. They're, yeah. And even if they do, 
They, they just don't have they don't have the time for that kind of distraction. It's very clear that his team is mad. Danny Green has made it clear. Joel Embiid has made it clear. I love how mm-hmm. candid how how, how candid uh, Danny Green is. He's such a great such a great uh, person in the media. <laughs> person when talking to the media. Um, yeah. But by doing that, I do think that it would lower his trade value actually. By showing up and holding out, or sh- uh, showing up and not playing, or showing up and not playing great, I think that it hurts his trade value because they have to trade him. Mm. They will be forced to trade him somewhere. They'll have to send. It, it, it forces the the issue, and at this point, it doesn't. It's not about lowering his trade value. It's that no one's making any offers that are good. The the pieces that you want aren't on the market, mm-hmm. and so hurting his trade value is just that you have to cash in the chip right now. Mm-hmm. And I, I just going to say, I think Philly mishandled this situation. I know we can sit here and talk yeah. about all the mistakes Ben Simmons made and why his holdout was bad. And da, 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 da. Can we talk about Philly's side? They are also it, in the wrong. Yeah. I, I don't think Philly handled this right. And I, I look, I feel I'm not going to come out and say Daryl Morey mishandled this completely. I don't think he was expecting Doc Rivers and Joel Embiid to throw Ben Simmons under the bus as soon as they got they lost. Mm-hmm. I don't think he was ready for that. I imagine he was there pulling his hair out, screaming at his TV when he saw that. I, I just think Philly should have tried to play this off as a mutual decision. Mm-hmm. Instead of having Ben Simmons hold out or whatever, go to his camp and say, look, we, we're both in hot water right now. You are mm-hmm. never going to be able to play in Philly. They're going to hate you after you pass up that dunk. Yeah. Joel Embiid and our coach just threw you under the under the bus, and I know you don't ever want to play for us again. Mm-hmm. Let's go to the media and say that we've decided that this experiment doesn't work and it's time to move on. Mm-hmm. But instead, you got thrown under the bus, and Maury tried to say, yeah, we're okay with the Ben Simmons-Joel Embiid pairing. He's been tweeting out all these stats to show that it works. And I just think that if they'd shown up and said, look, Ben Simmons is a great player. He cannot play next to Joel Embiid. Mm-hmm. That just should have been the whole thing. Yeah. D- Daryl Morey should have just been like, look, the experiment's over. I'm done. It doesn't mm-hmm. work. Ben Simmons next to Joel Embiid doesn't work. We love Ben. We love Joel. Quite frankly, after this past postseason, we, we think that we and Ben, Ben's camp, agree that it is not best for us to continue this relationship. Ben Simmons is one of the best defenders in the league. He should have won DPOY last year. He's better Ooh. defender than Rudy than Rudy Gobert. He's one of the best playoff defenders in the league. He's the best fast break player in the league. He has the best he has one of the best handles of any player above six foot six while he stands mm-hmm. at six ten, six eleven. Yeah. He's a one man fast break. He's all this amazing stuff, but he doesn't fit next to Joel Embiid. Mm-hmm. And you know, quite frankly, Joel Embiid is one of the heart. We love we love him. We love Joel. We've decided that we're gonna continue with Joel. We're going to help Ben find a new situation for him that works better. And Ben mm. comes out and says, I loved my time in Philly. I love the fans. I love everyone. I love Joel. But I think Maury's right. I don't think this fit works. I think it was really tough for me in the playoffs having to take a, a backseat to Joel and, and Tobias. And my role was weird. I don't think it was the best way for me to be the best player that I can be. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that just having me next to Joel, or he could even come out and say, having me next to Joel hurts Joel's game. Yeah. Because Joel has come out and said that having Ben Simmons next to him hurts his game. Ben should have come out. Ben could have come out and said, "Look, I hurt Joel's game. Joel mm-hmm. can't spend as much time in the post because I am not, I am not at a level where I'm okay shooting four or five threes a game." And, mm-hmm. and I just think that it would have worked better. I think that it would have, it would have made them made Ben Simmons one look mature, 
It would have held his trade value. He wouldn't, he the holdout wouldn't have happened. You could have had him come to Philly stuff, be around, and there wouldn't be a media circus. There wouldn't be a holdout thing going around. There wouldn't be any issues. It would just be like, mm-hmm. hey, I'm Ben Simmons. I'm here just until I get traded. And I love my brothers here. I love everyone. And it's a shame that I have to leave, but it's in everyone's best interest. I love these guys and they'll always be my brothers. You know, Philly mm-hmm. city of brotherly love. And I, I just think that that's the way it should have been played from the start. I, at the start of the, I started everything. I said that Maury should have said, no, 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 there's no holdout. You're not coming. We love you. You're not coming though. We don't, we both sides agree. This is not worth happening. I said that at the start. And now mm-hmm. after this controversy, I just, after, after his return and the fining and the, it's in your damn contract out of Doc Rivers <laughs> and everything. I, I just think it became abundantly clear that it is time it just became abundantly clear that this should have been made to seem like a mutual decision and that might've held his value better. And maybe I'm looking with hindsight. Maybe, you know, maybe I got, maybe I was just lucky and in a thousand simulations, only like 10 play out exactly like this. Yeah, no, I mean, there's definitely, I definitely do think that over the course of this whole Ben Simmons saga throughout the off season, there has been a lot of, uh, of accusations and blame level toward towards Ben and his conduct. And I do think it, it is definitely worth pointing out that the Sixers didn't handle this by any means the way in the best ways possible, let alone even good ways at this point. And there's a lot of things that they did at the end of the season or throughout last season that would not make you very comfortable if you were in Ben Simmons shoes as a budding superstar in the NBA. Like, why would you want to be on a team when the coach and the best player are throwing you under the bus and after a game? Like, I wouldn't want to be part of that either, especially after we've come so long together as him and Joel Embiid and Doc Rivers. This is your first year as the coach here, and you're going to come and blame our postseason loss on me, even though I've been guarding Trey Young this entire series and no one else can do it at all. Mm-hmm. But hey, okay, I guess I'm the one that's at blame here. You know, like there's definitely things that Philly has done wrong in this situation. They almost traded him for James Harden at the beginning of the season. Yeah, the word that's been re- that. word that's been reported is that Ben was literally told, like, "Hey, pack your stuff. You're going to Houston." And then Brooklyn made the trade for James Harden at the very last second. So there's there's definitely some things that we shouldn't uh, necessarily be accusing Ben of being just uh, a prima donna diva in this situation. Philly has not treated him with the utmost respect and um, just like necessary. Uh, professionalism from an organization that you would hope yeah and like some of the stories that are getting leaked like the doc rivers it's in your contract like it's just what's the point mm-hmm. all right and, and you mentioned something and i want to take 30 seconds on this before we move on to kyrie irving in these last 10 minutes yeah. uh, you mentioned that ben simmons is the only is was the one that was guarding trey young and he doesn't get any credit for it and um one thing that I think is funny, everyone's talking about the Milwaukee Bucks and they're losing PJ Tucker. And there's a whole debate going on if it's a big deal or not. <laughs> and the main argument is, you know, PJ Tucker's the only one that could guard Kevin Durant. And then the counter argument is Kevin Durant averaged like 45 and 11 that that, that series, yeah. like 50, 40, 90 or something ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's really funny that that's essentially the same argument with Ben Simmons. But Ben Simmons, you know, like Ben Simmons, no one is talking about it. No one is talking about the fact that he locked up Trey Young. PJ Tucker, mm-hmm. at least half of half of pundits are saying like he's important because he lo- he was the only one that could guard KD. Yeah, just something funny I thought of while you were talking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, we I, I want to talk about Kyrie quickly. We do have to. We I want to talk about Kyrie quickly. This has been a total saga. 
just just to say at least it's been a madness yeah first, first he was supposed to be get vaxxed then it was mm. heard that he was vaxxed then he had some crazy tweet about taking the mask off and he tried to make it a metaphor and whatever sh sh we <laughs> when it sounded like he was vaxxed i was like okay this is something it's just regular Kyrie crazy i don't know why everyone's he's not even vaxxed you can't do that when you're not vaxxed come on man <laughs> um come on then then the rumors was okay he's not gonna get vaxxed but he'll be a part-time player he can't practice at home or play at home oh now he can practice okay we can have him as a part-time player mm -hmm. and now, tuesday, tuesday it's okay he's not playing at all and he's gonna get fined all of his salary that he for stuff that he can't for the home games and i believe home practices i'm not sure i'm not a thousand percent sure mm -hmm. if he would have been fine for home practices too he would be missing out on half his salary if he was only fine missing games then it would be closer to a quarter or a third somewhere in that mm -hmm. range um now he says he's not anti-vax and he's just being a voice for the voiceless i i, I can't <laughs> i i've given up i've been mm -hmm. such a staunch Kyrie supporter because all the charity work he does and uh, over a one and a half million dollars donated to the WNBA players that had to sit out of the bubble. Uh, mm -hmm. two, over 200 Christmas meals done. He sent nine students to college. He's done all kinds of stuff. Yeah. I, I, I try to support Kari because of that, but this is just, this has gone too far. This has gone too far. Even if he just, if, if he had just come in and said, I am, I, I am anti-vax. I don't want to vax or anything. Any other way he could have handled this, I would have had had more respect for. But mm -hmm. this media circus, this voice for the voiceless, going on IG Live, the the article leaking to Shams Sharania, which, yeah. by the way, really funny. <laughs> the quote of Kyrie wanting to be a voice for a vo the voiceless was from an anonymous source. <laughs> and the irony is not lost. Um, yeah. This is just a complete mess. And I love you, Kyrie, but I can't. It, 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 you're making it hard to support you, big dog. Mm -hmm. And I mean, with, with all that's gone on with Kyrie Irving, at this point, the Nets have said, like, he's just, I guess, not welcome at any team events or, or like anything until he is vaccinated. No, no, Seems no, no. Like... Wait, wait. They use really interesting language. And I want mm -hmm. to point it out because other people aren't. It's until he is permitted to, until he is, uh, um, until he's permitted to. So, so I guess they're they hoping kind of on the, league the door exception. open for if the vaccine mandate is, you know, taken away. Mm -hmm. They don't need him to be vaccinated. They just need him to be eligible to play home games. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't seem like it's going to happen anytime soon in the state of New York. That's no for way. sure. And for Kyrie Irving at this point, I think the one of the funnier things that has come out of all this is the fact is all these memes I've recently seen of of uh, fake Kyrie Irving getting vaccinated and then just pulling off a fake arm. Shout out to Tyler just... James. He put that out there. <laughs> all ball, baby. <laughs> No, I'll ball net doing it right. No, but uh, yeah, for this season with Kyrie Irving and the Nets is going to be a, definitely an interesting one, tumultuous to say the least. Whether he does get vaxxed or not or how long that takes is almost sort of out of, not necessarily out of the question for me, but kind of falls to the secondary of like, how is the rest of his team going to take this? Because I'm yeah. sure they must all have a good relationship with Kyrie and they've definitely talked behind the scenes and obviously are, he's not isolated himself from the roster completely just because he can't go to team events right now. But it's just for, for a team like the Brooklyn Nets who consider themselves in the utmost of championship contenders and not to be losing one of your key pieces of your big three and really 
because of his own personal decisions, seems like that could be something that the rest of the team doesn't necessarily take as the the best decision for the team and for the boys is just an overall group of like look we understand that Kyrie has to do what Kyrie has to do but ultimately we're supposed to be 15 guys working together to try to win a championship right now and very few teams have as good a shot or will ever have as good a shot as we do at this season so for Kyrie to not be vaccinated just because they have such a great chance to win a championship this year does seem pretty wild because like yeah he comes out on ig live and says like you really think i want to lose all this money and the chance to to play the game yeah. i love and win yes. a championship yes, and it's like well the fact that you haven't done the things that are required to not lose all this money and be able to play means that yes you you may you may you may do that you you may Kyrie. i don't know what to tell you but actions speak louder than words and right now as much as you say you want to play your actions do not point towards you wanting to play it sounds like James Harden is ticked off, by the way. I don't know if you've been le- reading his quotes. Apparently, him and Kyrie haven't even spoken a long time. It's, yeah, it's, it's putting a ugly. lot of the, the Harden extension in, in jeopardy. I, I don't think... Th- I, everyone's talking about the Harden extension. Can we just all remember the fact that he loses, I believe, like 30 to $40 million if he signs an extension? Yeah. So I don't care about the Harden extension. I'm not talking about I refuse to. I'm not giving up 30 <laughs> to $40 yet, million dollars when I'm James Harden, and I easily can get it. Like mm-hmm. I, James Harden could miss the entire season and get that because they traded every single first round pick they have for him. Yeah. James Harden will be fine. James Harden will sign the extension and then he'll either sign and trade or extend and trade or sign on for a year and then trade or he'll just sign and stay. He's, he's Mm -hmm. not, not signing that extension. He's not giving up all that money. Yeah. Just not happening in in a, in a time when players can move teams as easily as ever trades are so easy to do. Where else is he like where, where wherever else he could want to go would be able to match a trade for him. Mm-hmm. No one's no one's stacking cap room anymore to sign max players, mm-hmm. unless he wants to go to like Orlando or San Antonio. Which hey maybe he does, but maybe, maybe he's moving from Magic City to Disney Kingdom. Um, <laughs> look, I, I want to talk a little bit about what the Nets can do this season. I, I I'm gonna say I think I still think that they're I don't think that they're the faraway favorites anymore, but I think that they're still easily a title contender and probably still the best team in the East. Mm-hmm. They're now a little more in inge- they they've gone from being a tier above everyone to oh there's a whole lot of parity right now. Yeah. Waiting for that one team to break out. And mm-hmm. I think but I think a lot of that is that because they have Patty Mills to step up and take over the Kyrie role or they can pivot in a lot of different ways. They, there's a lot of ways that they can decide to handle this Kyrie thing. And I do mm. think that just having Patty Mills out there is a great way to handle it yeah. until Kyrie gets back. Um, which, by the way, uh, I'd put it, I, I'm going to say over an 80% chance that Kyrie plays a home game this season. Whether he is traded somewhere else and plays a home game or plays a home game for the Brooklyn Nets. even I, I'd even go 80% chance that he plays a home game for the Brooklyn Nets. I, I don't mm. think he sits out the whole season. I don't think that's happening. Um, yeah, I mean, look, I... still the Nets are still easily a title contender even without Kyrie, even if they trade Kyrie for picks, I think they are still a huge, huge title contender and the best in the East. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I mean, maybe it'll get, it'll give them a shot to play one of their, their second round picks. If he ends up on a, on a two way or on the roster later this season, you know, give me I feel like our, our boy Marcus could probably fill out that role. Cause you know, Patty Mills usually likes to come off the bench. So mm-hmm. you rather have a, 
a younger guard out there who could shoot and run the the point whenever James Harden doesn't want to have the ball in his hands. They got somebody right there for it. You know what I'm saying? Get get Zigorowski the minutes, baby. I love it. I mean, I imagine it would probably go to either Cam Thomas or probably not Cam Thomas, honestly. I Is guess Cam it's Javon school? Carter. It's probably yeah. Javon Carter or Patty Mills starting, and I guess I would probably start Patty Mills, or they could go big ball and start Harden at the one, Harris at the two, KD at the three, and uh, Bruce Brown at the three, and Bruce Brown at the four. I guess Bruce Brown at the three, <laughs> whatever. Bruce Brown at whatever position he plays. I on the floor, <laughs> on the floor. I I don't know. I still think this that team can do a lot of damage, mm-hmm. and also okay. There's been a lot of reports that no one wants to trade for Kyrie. I, I'm listening. I'm just, I don't believe it. You're telling me that 29 GMs in the NBA don't want to trade for Kyrie Irving. Yeah. I don't believe it. Like no. whatsoever. Like Chaz, what are you, no one wants to take a risk. I, I get that it's, he's on a one year deal right now. His player option, he's likely to end a decline at. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't believe that no one is ready to take that risk. Chaz, any thoughts? Yeah. I mean, it obviously it depends on what the Brooklyn Nets asking prices, but if you're if they're under the understanding that he's going to decline that player option, it's a one year deal. I think that lowers his value significantly in a trade. And I can't imagine there are in at least half the GMs in the league that are looking at their roster like, yeah, if we only have to give up this and this and we can get Kyrie Irving this year. Mm-hmm. Hey, we have a real shot to put our team in the playoffs, give I, ourselves a real chance to compete a little bit more. I made and, a list and yeah. I think I have 10 teams. I think I have 10 <laughs> teams that can give up some asset that is worth risking one year of Kyrie. Mm. Especially because, by the way, you can sign and trade Kyrie. Kind of like yeah. almost like a compensatory draft. When you trade for someone just to let them walk in free agency in the NFL and then you get a compensatory draft pick, you know? Yeah. This similar move, in my opinion. I I think that any team that doesn't adopt, that doesn't expect their state to adopt a mask mandate should at least be looking at acquiring Kyrie. So that means no LA teams, no Golden State, no Sacramento, no uh, no New York teams. Mm-hmm. Um, but look, like, let's start in Texas, which I think is probably the state with NBA teams the least likely to adopt a mask mandate. The mm-hmm. Spurs could offer Deontay Murray, DeJounte Murray and Thad Young for him. Kyrie also had the Spurs on the list of potential teams that he was when he was seeking a trade from the Cavs. Uh, I think if you're the Spurs, you could even throw in Lonnie Walker and be cool or a first round pick or you could put in more mm-hmm. assets and be like, yeah, I think it's worth it. Like to have someone like Kyrie in the building, even if, yeah. even if your, your ceiling is still for one, I think that puts them squarely in that 10 seed or in the battle mm-hmm. for a playing spot. Yeah. But for two, even just to have him help push everyone else around the roster. So Keldon Johnson can work on being that secondary scoring threat. So Devin Vassell can work on playing next to a, someone who's really, really good. So, mm-hmm. so Yak can do more. So everyone else can find their roles better. Mm-hmm. I think that's worth it. Yeah. And, I uh, mean, yeah. Even for Brooklyn, just DeJounte and Thad Young, I think yeah. is our two major great additions for them. You get a, a long, strong defensive point guard who can push the patient transition, play great defense next to James Harden. You get Thadrick Johnson, who's a, absolute front court master on the defensive end and can also move the ball well on offense knows his role so he'd be like a, a supercharged sure. blake griffin he'd be a mm-hmm. supercharged blake griffin you'd have your power forward you could you could trade ball Millsap and lamarcus aldridge and blake griffin. you'd have your power forward center uh you'd have your your old power forward forever and oh yeah i don't want to go through every other trade but like Look, there's a really funny trade with Boston where they could send like Al Horford, Peyton Pritchard, and either a first or Aaron Neesmith for Kyrie. And I think mm-hmm. that gets it done and makes the Celtics better and would be really funny. 
Uh, Dallas has to wait for December 15th to be able to trade all their contracts, but they can match with like Porzingis or some combo of Bullock Hardaway and Dwight Powell. Uh, mm. Cleveland could could do the uh, Cleveland has another funny one where they can send the Nets pick full circle by sending Ricky Rubio and Colin Sexton for Kyrie. <laughs> and look, if you're Indiana, I just think it's malpractice not to make a call with how yeah. your team is currently set up. And just, you need a kick in the butt. Like, oh, hey, does DeMontis Sabonis or Miles Turner interest you? We can give you one of them. Mm-hmm. We can give you one of them and Jer- and Jeremy Lamb to max the- match the contract. Yeah. Or um, New Orleans, they made a bunch of cap room to get Kyle Lowry. And then they filled that with Devontae Graham, Thomas Sadoransky, and Garrett Temple. Why don't you send some of those guys over to get Kyrie? Or or Josh Hart, who you signed to the world's most tra- weirdly tradable, player-friendly, weird deal ever. Mm-hmm. Send Devontae Graham and Josh Hart. Or um, mm-hmm. Utah and Washington. I think both. I think Utah could look at maybe doing a Conley for, for Kyrie swap if they think he'd stay. Or, or Washington could be like, look, we like Dinwiddie, but... Um, we could get Kyrie and Dinwiddie could be sixth man and nah, 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 it could be awesome. Mm-hmm. I just think that there's so many teams that need to make a call because he's still Kyrie Irving. And even yeah, if you're but... only getting one season of Kyrie Irving, the value there is immense. That's what I say. There's very few teams that I would think, unless you think you have a championship ready roster right now and adding Kyrie would just do too much to dismantle your roster at least make the call and throw an offer because you don't even know what the Brooklyn Nets are ready to accept at this point. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for Brooklyn, I, I don't know what, I don't know what Brooklyn is ready to accept. Maybe, maybe it waits, t- takes a little bit before they have to, they figure out their value, but um, yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. We really need to get going. Yeah. Uh, we went a little over today. We're trying to get back to doing our episodes in like an hour and change. Uh, it's hard. We got used to doing these hour and a half deep dives. But uh, thank you for tuning in. This has been the Ball Talk Podcast. Uh, Follow us on Instagram at Ball Talk Official. If you're on YouTube or a podcast platform, make sure you like, subscribe, rate, review, comment, all that. It's just an easy way to support us without causing yourself any monetary, uh, without troubling your monetary side. Mm -hmm. And thank you. And um, thank you for tuning in to Ball Talk. It's Ball Talk. It's Ball Talk, baby. It's Ball Talk. It's Ball Talk, baby. It's Ball Talk. It's Ball Talk, baby. It's Ball Talk. It's raw talk, baby, baby.